gotta call somebody. Come back, baby. Word, 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 word. Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment, moment, moment of clarity. Yeah, baby. What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Stefan G. And you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity, I got my girl Kim in the house. What? I said, what's up? (laughs) What's up? How you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah? How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I'm yeah, do- actually I'm doing really, 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 really good. Really, 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 really. Hey. Really, really. I'm still really in the good. cloud, man. Still in the cloud. I'm still in the cloud, man. I think the cloud is just a beautiful place to be in. It is a wonderful place to reside in. Mm-hmm. I'm and I feel I mean, like, like is your mail being forwarded there? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like okay. I'm not just visiting the cloud. Like I have, I'm squatting. I'm squatting in the cloud. I got my mail forwarded. I didn't turn the lights on. I got the water running. Like, I'm taking up residence in the cloud. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. You should join me one day. I plan to. Yeah? Send up a word for me. Like, you know, let somebody know that I'm trying to get there. I will talk to, you know, the people in the community, find out if there's any land available. You know what I'm saying? Find out mm. if there's any property available for you to get into. Because it's a great place to be. I have been there for the better part of the past three months. And I've loved every second of it. Even bad stuff isn't so bad when you're in the cloud. Like bad things that happen, you know, parts of life that you normally be like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. When you're in the cloud, you're just kind of like, oh, oh, look at that. That happened. And now it's over. But, you know, I plan to stay there. So anyway. Okay. Today's show... Um, we're bringing back a good old favorite topic of ours, and that topic is love, sweet love. Oh, love, love, love. Wow. Love makes you sing. Sweet love. Sing like that. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Love. All right. There it is. Oh, love. There it is. <laughs> okay. We're talking about love. We're talking about love. But not in the sense that everybody's used to. We're not talking about, you know, relationship guru love. We'll brush on some of that. But the kind of love we're talking about today is love for Jesus. Like the real question is, do you love God? Do you love God, Kim? I do. You do? I do. Are you sure? Yes. You sure? I'm (laughs) smelling under these armpits. Yes, I'm sure. Okay, I'm glad. I know many people will automatically answer the question, yes, I do love God. And ironically, I would answer the same way. Yes, I do love God. But upon closer inspection, I had to question myself and wonder exactly how much do I love God? So I was sitting in a church service the other day, and the person who was preaching was not very good at preaching. And it wasn't really their fault. They hadn't preached a lot. They were just kind of still getting used to being oh, up okay. and, you know, okay. talking in front of the crowd and all that kind of stuff. So they had a lot of jitters and a lot of butterflies and 
you know, they got sidetracked a little bit, so on and so forth. But anyway, yeah. they, they just didn't before. do that. Yeah, they didn't do that great of a job. So I couldn't focus on what they were saying at all. So I decided to go off on my own brain. Me and my brain took a trip while we were sitting there. And while I was sitting there, God asked me, you know, he kind of posed the question, like, do you love me? And I was like, of course, you know. Wait, everybody. so you and God were having a conversation? Yeah, we, we were talking okay. during church. Uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were like texting heaven. Basically, basically. And it's funny because I was writing it down in my in my phone and I actually stood up during the service when I wasn't supposed to stand up. <laughs> like one of those people where they're like, it wasn't, it was, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't the question, do we have any visitors here today? But it was one of those kind of questions and I wasn't in the group that they were talking about and I stood up and I had to sit back down real oh quick. Oh my gosh. I not were... paying attention. Okay. But anyway, so I'm sitting in church and the question comes into my heart, do you love God? And and I, I, of course, answer the question, yes. And then the question came back again, are you sure? And of course, I was like, of course I love God. Yeah, that's an easy question. Right. Love of God, do it all the time. And then the question became, how do you show this love? And that's where I had to pause. I'm like, hmm, how do I show this love? How do you show your love for God, Kim? Do you have a way or anything that you can think of that actually causes you to show your love for God? Yes. I I like to show my love or attempt to show my love through obedience. That is a really good, that's a great one. Because he brought that scripture to my heart while I was sitting there really? contemplating this whole thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a scripture in the Bible that basically says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of got, I used to get that scripture, but I didn't really get the scripture until now because God said something to me that was very impactful. Um, and, it, and he wasn't saying, hey, you're not loving me, you bastard. But he was just kind of reemphasizing the power that love has. And he said to me, he was like, if you love me, be intentional about it. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. If you love me, be intentional about it. And so I kind of started thinking, I was like, well, what is, you know, how does that look like? Like, what does that mean? Be intentional about your love for God. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's interesting because I found myself in relationships here recently where I've had to be intentional about my love. And so I've had to be very logical about making sure to perform actions that are uh, actions of love, doing things that either show love or tell love or exhibit love on purpose, not by accident. Not by feeling and not by emotion, but because I made a conscious decision to do this thing to express to this person that I love and care about them. Mm. And I realized that I wasn't doing that to the same degree. I was still doing it for Christ, but I wasn't doing it to the same degree as I do for those people that are in my life on a daily basis. When we have girlfriends and children and parents and so on and so forth. We have the tendency to be very intentional. If you've decided to be intentional about your love, we have the tendency to be very intentional about our love for them. But then for some reason, that doesn't always transition in our love for Christ. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So what what ways, how do you show your love for God? Well, I thought, you know, at the time that before we had this conversation, I was thinking some of the ways that I show my love for God is, you know, I spend time with him. And, you know, I, I spend time in his word. Um, I give him adoration and worship. Um, I try to. And, and it was another place that I had to fix in my life because I kept saying to myself, I try to be obedient to his word. Right. Mm. And I've been doing this exercise with my daughter. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know, because you did it with I me. did it with you, too. Yeah, so uh, everybody who's listening right now, I want you to grab a pencil. Just take a second and grab a pencil. Okay. I'll let you, you know, I'll let you take a minute to find a pencil. Find a pencil and grab a pencil. Or does it have to be a pencil? No, it could be a pen. It can be a rock. It can be anything that you can hold in your hand. Okay. I'm playing the music right now keys. so people can have some time. Yeah, keys works, too. I'm just playing the music so people have some time to find their thing that they're going to hold in their hand. I got mine. Okay, so you've got this thing in your hand. I want you to hold it in your hand, right? Yeah. Now, Kim, as you're holding it in your hand, I want you to try not to drop it. I don't know how. Wait, no. Try not to drop the keys. You've got keys in your hands. Try not to drop them. No, you're not, you're not trying not to drop them right now. What you're doing is you're not dropping them. I want you to try not to drop them. If you drop them, that's not trying not to drop them. That's actually dropping them. Right. I want you to try not to drop them. And see, that was the place that I got kicked in the side of the head as far as my obedience is concerned. Because I would continuously say, I'm trying to be obedient. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to stay. It's either you are or you're not. You either are or you're not. You're either obedient to God's word or you're not obedient to God's word. You're either obedient to his commands or you're not obedient to his commands. And your decision to be obedient or not be obedient is a conscious, intentional choice. Every time. Every single time. And he kicked me right in the side of the face with that one. I was like, really? With the Tims on, Jesus? You got to just kick me in the side of the head with your Tims on. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And because I was saying that I was saying, you know, I do this to show my love. I do that to show my love. And I try to be obedient. And I try to do the right thing. And I try this. And it was, and God was like, but there's no such thing as try. Right. That's what you tell your 12-year-old daughter. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. I was like, you're right. There is no such thing as try. So I'm either being obedient or I'm not being obedient. And the Bible specifically says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Wow. And so. I'm just thinking about that. Yeah. And so we continued this conversation and I'm like, okay, so these are the things that I think I'm doing to show my love. Right. But when I'm with my daughter, for instance, I do things for her to show my love for her. I intentionally go spend time with her when she's off in her room by herself. I'll just go in her room and sit down and be like, Hey, how was your day? What did you do? What do you want to talk about? What have you been up to? You want to play a game? You want to do this? Blah, 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 blah. I will intentionally do be there in that space. Yes, we do. do. Yeah, I will intentionally the 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 woman that I'm in a relationship with right now, I will intentionally pick up the phone and on an off time at a time where I'm supposed to be doing something else. I will intentionally pick up the phone and be like, I just wanted to tell you that I'm thinking about you right now. Checking on you, see how your day is going, blah, 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 blah. And when I'm loving them, it's not about me. The other thing he hit me in the face with was when I come to him. And I'm supposed to be, quote unquote, loving him. I end up making it all about me. Jesus, I want Jesus. I need Jesus. Help me. Jesus, impart in me. Jesus, speak to me. Jesus, show me. Jesus, teach me. Jesus, guide me. Like, it's all about me. That's not me loving him. This is true. That's me setting something up for me. And you know what? When you're intentional about your love, you you make it your your business to make that individual feel love. Like yes. The the act is like I want this person to know that yeah. they love. You put on your soft voice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You put on your soft eyes. Or or even when 
how do I say this? When you're just exhausted and you don't, you, you almost feel like you have nothing else to give, you still go the extra mile for yep. that person to say, you know, but I need to make sure that they. I need to make sure I spend some time with them. Right. I need to make this phone call. Or I know they just had X, Y, and Z, so let me just call and um, give a kind word or let them know they're supported or let them know I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I do that with friends of mine all the time. You and I, we have a mutual friend. I call her up at least, I at least try to call her once a week, once every two weeks, just to check on her. Hey, what's going on? Just right. thinking about you. What's up? How you doing? Just want you to know you're still on my radar. Right. You know what I'm saying? But how many of us transition that same intentionality, if that's a word, intentionalness to Jesus? You know. That same intention. That's the yeah. word, intention. You know, we, we, we also make it our business to make sure that, um, we try to be a part of if if we have the ability to to be a part of whatever their mission or their goal is. You yes, know what I mean? It's absolutely. Like, so what is it you're trying to do? Is there how anything, can I help? You know, is there anything that I can do to help? And um, if we could carry that same attitude or that thought over to the mission of Christ, it would change everything. You know. But if we just went simply went to God, and I know we we've heard the gospel songs that talk about this. But if we went to God and like, hey God, I'm available. I got some yeah. free time. Mm-hmm. You know, I got you know what my schedule looks like. Is what there anything that do? I can do? Is there yep. any, someone that I can talk to for you? That's right. Is there somebody that needs to know that you're there for them? Who? Where are they? Where, where do you need me to go today? Being intentional about your love for Christ. Wow. This is what he hit me in the head with, and. As we're sharing this moment, as we're I'm as now I'm kind of combing through this conversation on my own in my head. The dude's still preaching, by the way, but I'm still kind of combing through this conversation in my head on my own. And it starts to come into my heart. Like one of the things that happens when we are not intentional about our love for Christ, when we go to Christ, we always make him initiate the process of love. Like we always make him be the the aggressor in the relationship. We always make him to be the initiator. He's always the one that comes out and loves first. Uh. And not only that, when we react to his love, it's normally a reaction out of emotion or feeling. It's very rarely a logical choice bound reaction of intention to love. It's normally a reaction because he's made us feel some kind of way. And so now we're feeling all good because God has loved us. And so now it's kind of like our tank's full, so we got something to give back. You know what I mean? But it's a reactionary move. It's not a proactive move. It's a reactive move. So we're we're still not loving him intentionally. We're loving him reactively. And have you ever been in a relationship? Oh, my God. Okay. Have you ever been in a relationship where you are the initiator of all things? All things. And and, and let's just just think of what that feels like. You know, you're you're initiating everything. Yep. Oh, my God. You're always the person that's giving. Giving, 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 giving in the relationship. Yes. And the other person is just sucking you dry. They just take, 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 take. I was in a marriage like that. And that's what we're doing to Christ when we're not intentional about loving him. Wait, but did you just hear that? Yes, I did. Don't go there yet. Don't (laughs) go there yet. Okay, okay. So that's what we're doing when we're not intentional about loving Christ, okay? Okay. That's exactly what we're doing when we're not intentional about loving Christ. We are acting in a reactionary manner. We are... A lot, we are making him the aggressor in the, in the relationship, the initiator in the relationship. 
We're reacting with emotion and feeling and not an intentional, logical choice to choose to love. Because remember, we always all everybody in Christianity now understands love is not a feeling. Love is a choice. Right. Right. Everybody. Every time you talk to somebody that's relationship counselor, relationship guru, pre-marriage counselor, they will tell you love is not a feeling. Love is a verb. It is a choice to do. Right. Love is an action. And we are not making that choice to do the action when it comes to Christ. We're not. We're just not making the choice to do the action when it comes to Christ. And we're selfish lovers. We are selfish lovers. Oh my God. God is in a one sided relationship with us, He is in a full one sided relationship with us. And, Kim, let me tell you, it gets deeper. It gets even deeper. Because when I tell you that, our relationship with Christ is supposed to mirror the bride and groom relationship. You know that's where I was going. Not only that, when we come back, you got to stay to the break. When we come back, I'll tell you how you can love God through the five love languages. I was going to talk about that. Ah! Moment of clarity. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. We'll be back in a bit. Lord, I just want to live like you. Lord, I just want to live like you. Lord, I just want to live like you. What? 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 Moment of clarity. It's your man, Stefan G. And we're talking about love today on the program. Today's radio show is all about love and loving Christ intentionally, which is something that I learned I wasn't doing that great of a job at. I thought I was, but I got hit in the side of the face and learned that I really wasn't doing that great of a job at loving Christ intentionally. And so before the break, we talked about how love is a choice, right? Yes. And every relationship guru that you talk to, Every, uh, you know, marriage counselor, they're all going to tell you love is a choice. Love is a verb. Love is a choice to make an action, right? Yes. Love is what it, we used to hear it all the time, Kim. Love is what it does. That's right. Love is what it does. It is not about what you say. It's about what you do, right? Now, take that same concept and apply it to the scripture in the Bible that references us as the bride of the church, yes. of the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ, and we are to be with him as the bride is with the groom. This is a marriage that we're in. Yes. We are married to Christ. That's right. And he is in a one-sided relationship. Yes. And we're just letting it happen. We are terrible, terrible brides. Terrible brides. We are. One-sided. Selfish. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with being married to someone where I am the problem. Yes. I am in a marriage where mm, my mate is still with me despite of Mm -hmm. everything that I'm not doing. (laughs) Can you just, just like, really? Yeah. I'm not okay with that. So I've got to contribute to this marriage because when I think of what I foresee for myself in in my future marriage, you know, there are things that I want. There are things that I'm expecting of my mate. Right. And and if you're really focused in marriage and you understand what it is, which I know that you do. Yes. You've got things that you're looking forward to do for your mate. Yes. What are you looking forward to do for Christ? That's right. What are you looking forward to doing 
for him. Just just imagine being married <laughs> if you're not married. And you're just coming home every day asking for things. Ooh. You're just asking. That's what and that's what we do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just simply coming into my marriage asking things. Every day I get home from work, I'm asking for stuff. And expecting stuff to be done and get done. And mad that it didn't get done the way I wanted it to get done, when I wanted it to get done, how I wanted it to get done for the reason I wanted you to do it. Okay, we're going to talk about that because that (laughs) definitely was an experience that you just spoke to. (laughs) But not just that, but the idea that I'm coming home and... Just this thing about when you're in a relationship and someone you, you there's a kind gesture that you do within your relationship, mm-hmm. and now this prompts some behavior from your mate. You you question whether or not it's genuine. You're like, okay, so are you only doing that because <laughs> I went, you know, I bought you the car that yes. you've been asking for? Yes. So is is it real? Is what you're giving me real? Do you really appreciate what I just did, or did you just do that in response to just what did I did it. for you? Yep. And now, you know, I'm considering that in my relationship with Christ. You know, I I want, I want to, as we're talking, I want to initiate this because I want God to never have to question whether or not I'm being genuine. I mean, granted, I know that God really doesn't necessarily have to question things because he knows my heart. Right, but we all know the process of God is to bring those things out of our hearts so that we will know them. Right. So people, I mean, we're married. What what are we going to do? What are you, think about it right now. Like, what are you going to do in this marriage? What are you going to do for your spouse? What do you want to contribute to this relationship? How do you want to ensure that your partner knows that they're loved? And by partner, I'm talking about Christ right now. How do you, you want to make sure that Christ knows that you love him? Yes. You know, I mean, are you going to lay the pedals? Like, what? what is it? Are you going to are you going to affirm him through through your through your speech? Um, are you going to, you know, like Stefan talked about the, the, the five love love languages? You know, is it going to be your act of service? Yes. Is it going to be what you do for the people that he loves? What is it going to be? How how are you going to make sure that God knows that he's loved by you? And not just with your words. You know, I'm all, I'm, I'm all for words. I I'm definitely am because I am, you know, words of affirmation person. So if you see me, be sure to compliment me. Um, but, you know, what, what action are you going to, you know, take to, to make sure that your partner, your spouse, the one who's willing to go above and beyond what you could ever expect or imagine. Say it. That will exceed your expectations. Every time. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And not and and don't get us wrong, because in no way, shape or form are we trying to promote a performance based Christianity. No, this isn't about what are you going to do for Christ to show off so that he will love you. He's going to love you anyway because he's a good groom. He is the perfect husband. So he's going to love you no matter what. We just, you know, Kim spoke about it earlier about how, you know, he continues to love us despite the fact that we're not giving anything to this relationship. So you don't have to earn God's love. That's not what we're trying to say. But you have an opportunity here to love Christ, to love Christ. Like that is one of the greatest gifts that we were given was the ability to love God. 
And you have an opportunity now to love God. And you mentioned the five love languages. And just think about if you went through the five love languages and found a way to love God through each language, how can you give God your words of affirmation? To me, that sounds like worship and adoration. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? God, you're so wonderful. You're so holy. You're so magnificent. You are great. You are, you know, just speaking of the character of God, you know, speaking of who he is and, and giving those words of affirmation to him. And to be honest with you, the word of affirmation is the Bible. If you really want to, if you really want to give God words of affirmation, then return to him his word. That's right. That does not go void. That's one thing you do. Quality time. That's another one of the five love languages. How much quality time are you spending with Christ? Not that, like, think about it like this. Okay, Kim, you and me, we in a relationship, right? Let's okay. just say we in a relationship. If the only time I ever spoke to you was in, I was in, when I was in the car on the way to someplace else or when I was in the shower getting ready to go somewhere else or when I was in the middle of some menial task that I could kind of multitask my way through, would that be an effective relationship for you? No. We do it for Jesus all the time. Right. We talk to him in the car on the way to on the way to work. We talk to him in the shower. We talk to him all so many of us, and I'm guilty too. Talk to him so many times when we're busy doing something else. Yeah, we might have dedicated time that we give to him as well, but a lot of time we give to him is time that we're doing other stuff. It's true. Jeez. When we could be giving him the love language of quality time. Well, we could, you know, make it our business to set aside time yes for him where there's nothing else going on one of the things my girl always tells me she's like you always make me feel like i'm the only woman in the room right but i don't do that for jesus right. i don't make him feel like he's the only one in the room even the quality time that i try to give him i don't know he doesn't always have my undivided attention and when he does is because i've reprogrammed the conversation and transitioned it back on me Stuff that I need, right. stuff that's going on in my life, problems that I'm having, things that I want to improve on. You know, even if it's me wanting to be better at following him, it's still about me. Right. Man, this is an ugly truth. Yeah, it is. Receiving gifts. What gift can you give for Christ? You know what I'm saying? There's so many things that we can do. He has put a gift on the inside of each and every one of us that he expects us to use regularly. This is our gift, this is our talent. This is the thing that we are not supposed to bury, that we are supposed to invest and we are supposed to utilize and we are supposed to spread across the world, just like this parable of the talents. Yes. Take that talent and use it and invest it and grow it and multiply it, don't bury it. But how much are we giving of our gift for Christ? Acts of service, another love language. How many of us are not participating in any acts of service? Yeah, we volunteered at the church's back-to-school drive. We stuffed a couple backpacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we volunteered around Thanksgiving. We put some dinners together. But are we really showing God, being intentional about loving God through our acts of service? Are we really being intentional and making a choice to do love for God through our acts of service? And then physical touch. And so many people might say, well, how do you, you know, express physical touch for Christ? When was the last time that you went out and touched someone on behalf of Christ? That person, like the story that you told when in the show on My Brother's Keeper, mm-hmm. you know, when was the last time you went to somebody 
in a place where you would not normally be surrounded by people that you would not normally allow to touch you. And you touch them, not just with your hands, but with your heart. You physically touch them with your heart. And you did it all because you love God, because the word says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And going back to that scripture, all that really means is if you love me, you will make an intentional choice to do the thing that's right instead of doing the thing that's easy. Yes. I mean, can, can, just for the listeners, I just have a question. Like, does anybody else feel like they should have been dumped like a <laughs> while real. ago? Like, like yeah, he should have left me. Like, Heck yeah. I, I, I am not deserving. Of I would have left me. Yes. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Here is somebody that you don't have to find out what their love language is. They are love, so you can express love to them in any language you speak the best in. Whatever your love language is, whatever language you speak, you can speak it to God. But we're not doing that. We're not being intentional about it. We're doing it from time to time, but we're not making the choice like we would if we were married or like we should if we were married every single day. And we are. We are married. The choice every single day. Love is like a marriage. This is awful. <laughs> Guys, I'm I'm just, you know, looking at myself in this relationship and I, I'm thinking about the relationships that I ended because I wasn't getting what I needed out of it. Rightfully so, you know. But I left. I knew I deserved better. I knew what my value and my worth was, so I left. And... He's staying with me? <laughs> Seriously? When I know that I wouldn't accept less than, but yet he's accepted my less than and and and, and knows that I'm capable of it and is patient with me. Yes. He's merciful toward me. Not only does he know you are capable, you've agreed to do it. Yeah. Jeez. And he sticks around because... He loves you. And there's not anything that can separate you from the love of God. And this is why once someone that knows Christ, <laughs> I need him to love me <laughs> when I'm not a, you know, when I'm not giving him what he needs. And, yes. You know, gosh, man, yes. it's beautiful. That's I, I'm grateful that he loves me that way. Oh, how he loves me. I mean, I mean, I've heard those lyrics. Oh, how he loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Oh, how he loves me. Really? Like, do you really know how much he loves you? And do you really know how little you love him? Yeah. Intentionality or intention, your intentional love for Christ. When I tell you he hit me in the head with that this past Sunday, he was like, oh, you're not going to pay attention to the man that's preaching? All right, take this. And he didn't do it in a, you know, mean, vengeful, angry, how dare you not love me kind of way. It was just like, let me show you yourself a little bit. And I had to switch around. I had to immediately switch around the way I looked at how I love God. And even now, I'm because it's only been a couple days. So even now, I'm still seeing pieces and parts of my day that I'm restructuring and reorganizing so that I can intentionally set some time aside for him. Values that I can intentionally change in order to give him the love he deserves. He killed his son for you. 
I'm not sacrificing my child for none of y'all. And he sacrificed his only child so that you would not have to burn in hell for eternity. And we don't love him. The crazy thing is that we know that he loves us. Yes. I know I know that I know that people hear me saying that but but they're not hearing me. So this is what I mean when I say we know that he loves us. We talk about showing people the love of Christ. <laughs> say it. Like we we say like you know we we should show them the love of Christ because we recognize that there is a way in which he loves people and it looks different. Mhm. You know? We are aware that there is a love that he expresses that does not look like love that may be given at times. Right. And so we're able to see it then, but we don't turn that thing around and say, okay, this love of Christ that I'm talking about giving my brother or my sister, this is the love that he's given me. That's right. Am I giving him the, the measure of love that he's giving me? Am I am I turning around and reflecting the love of Christ exactly. to Christ? Am I reflecting the light that is being shined on me? Man. Because remember, we're supposed to be reflectors and refractors of light. Yes. Yes. Reflectors and refractors of light. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And so the question is, am I reflecting and refracting the light that he is giving to me? No, we're not. Period. I mean, at, at this point, I should be able to stand in the mirror and be like, hey, I can't see myself. Exactly. Christ is just all over me. Exactly. I have to go to a friend and say, what do I look like today? <laughs> <laughs> That's how much love that I, I should be exuding. It needs to be like the Care Bear stare. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because when you reflect light, you allow the light to bounce off of you. Yeah. And it shines in different areas. But when you refract light, you allow the light to pass through you. And bend and turn and curve into different directions. Y'all, you hear what he, what he in here doing? Going, <laughs> going to the deep end. Listen, that's what we're supposed to be doing, even in our love for him. Yeah. Because you said something very key. We talk about showing people the love of Christ. Yeah, we do. We say it all the time. When, we, so when casually. When are we going to talk about being the love of Christ instead of showing somebody something else? Because I can show you. $100, that don't mean it belongs to me. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? I can show you all kinds of things that I'm not invested in. So instead of showing people the love of Christ, because like you said, we understand that there's a love that comes from him that is a different kind of love. But the problem is, it's not supposed to be different. That is what love is. He is love. The love that comes from him is love. Right. That's what love is supposed to look like. It's not supposed to be a different kind of love. It's supposed to be the kind of love. Look, people, we, we, we've we got to make some changes, like including me. If you could see how, how much I'm shaking my head and I am so convicted by this word that we, I, I'm just, I'm disappointed in myself. I really am. I'm like, God, like, I really haven't loved you. Like, you know, that little bit of love, like, yeah. seriously? Yeah. And, and here's the thing, though. He's, he's waiting for us to do so. Right. Arms wide open. With arms wide open. And you know, and the thing, 
you know what, you're petty. <laughs> the thing is, is that he's he's such a good spouse because he's convicted us about these things. Yep. You know, he's had, he's tugged at your heart and, you know, there's been the conversation. You know mm-hmm. how you have yeah, the you conversation, have a conversation with your that's boo, right. like, yeah. you know, we. <laughs> you know, I'm giving a lot in this relationship right now. <laughs> you know, I'm I love not happy. You. Yeah. you know, we need to make some changes and you looking for the changes. Yep. You know you've mentioned them, <laughs> and you don't see no changes, and you're like, okay, you know, now you're looking for a new place, or, you know, whatever it is, you're looking <laughs> like this is not working out. Um, whatever the case may be, the thing is that he's talked to us about it. So this is not really the first time that you've heard this. There's no. been a conversation, mm-hmm. including myself, you know, whether it's, you know what, whether it's an unction to say, you know what, I need to make, you know, I need to make more time for prayer. Right. I need to make more time for fasting or maybe I need to go ahead and mentor someone. Right. Or maybe I should, you know, talk to that person. Somebody's having a hard day. Right. You know what I'm saying? I need Ma- to reach out to X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Or is, you know what, I need to just get some quiet time, a long yep. time with God. Yep. You have those moments where you're saying, well, I miss him. You miss him. You, you can change that. You know what I'm saying? How are you just going to sit around missing God and he's everywhere all the time. He's omniscient, completely omniscient. Right. He's everywhere all the time, but you miss him. You know, how you know, let me tell you what you can just do right now. Just right now. Because, you know, there's just gonna have to be some changes in your lifestyle and just just in your everyday movements. You're gonna have to make some changes. But the subtle thing that I want you to take the time to do right now while you're listening to us is just just take the moment to just like whisper sweet nothings in his ear. Just tell him how great he is and how awesome he is. You know, just say something sweet. You know, when your boo thing like says something, you know, you're looking real good in that dress. You know, <laughs> you know, just say, you know, you God, you know, you've been blessing me, and I just, you know, don't think I ain't seen what you did. You know, yeah. I I saw what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to let you know I see you. You're looking real good, being God and all. Yeah. You know, just say something real sweet. you getting on that sweet. God thing you real know, good right now. You know, like, <laughs> I knew I picked the right God. You know, yeah, I got the best God in the room. Just, That's right. Just say something. Just whisper something sweet to him. Just say something so that, that you know, just, I, I don't want to necessarily tell you to flirt with God, but I want you to just let him know that you see him. Right. Let him know that you are aware of what he's done, what he's doing, what gestures. It's nice to be seen and recognized within your relationship. Ooh, Let's talk about that. You know, in. you done stepped in. So it's just, just let him know you see him. You can start right there and just say, you know, I'm, you know, what, what are you doing at about three o'clock? You know, <laughs> you are mission and all. I, you got any time for me? You know. Three o'clock, you think I could just, you know, call you, uh, you know, come by, say something, you know, <laughs> stop by or whatnot. But just love on him today. You know, he's waiting for it, and I'm pretty sure he'll respond just as your boo thing would. I'm positive he will. He'll be like, oh, you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I'm great? Yeah. Oh, you think I look good right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to show you it. I'm going to show you what I'm working <laughs> you with. Listen. Listen, that is what you just mentioned right there is a proven scientific attribute. They have always said that when you're in a relationship, specifically with a man, right? You're in a relationship with a man. If you give that man praise for something that he has done, he will do double and triple the next time. Hey, y'all, you want that double? Listen, when you tell a man, God, you know what? when you tell a man, I really I saw you, you change that oil all by yourself. Greater. 
I mean, you need Listen, to go into that. Nobody's greater. <laughs> I just need to just tell him that. But, but when you tell a man, you like, "Listen, I saw you change that oil all by yourself. That was that was real fly. That was kind of I really appreciate that." Da-da-da. Next thing you know, your tires been rotated, the oil been changed hey. again, car done got washed. That's what men do. They feed off of that. Their masculinity feeds off of that. And so even God, because he is who we are, you know what I'm saying? I'm not sitting here saying God is a man, but he is who we are. He does the same thing. He's the one that put that in us. Right. He made us like him. Just, I mean, if he, do, I know God has done something great for you. Just tell God, you know, so you're getting your hands dirty for me. I mean, you Lord of hosting for me. <laughs> what? And even if you can't but. find something great, if you can't find this thing that he has done for you, Appreciate the fact that he's still loving you, even though you haven't been intentional about loving him. Right, even though you ain't dressing up. You know what I'm saying? You don't let yourself get off. Yeah, hair ain't done. You ain't gained some weight. You know know what I'm saying? He's still cooking every day. You know, your (laughs) fridge got groceries and your lights (laughs) on. He's still providing. Yeah. Like a good husband. Yes. Hello. You done let it go. And he's still providing. know about y'all but me and god about to have some conversations so his ears might be full right now i challenge you today that's 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 my challenge to you today just just start there start small sweet nothings yeah i'm sure he'll incline his ear because that's what he said in his word and as you start in that place begin to look for other opportunities begin for look to look for other places where you can begin to love god where you can be intentional about loving god because at the end of the day that is what we're called to do above all else the purpose of life is loving god and we express that love through so many different avenues that we make the world a better place just by loving God. All those things that God has commanded us to do in his word, they hinge on one thing, love. If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. We'll catch y'all next week.